0: Stay tuned after this week's episode to hear a very special rendition of My Better Self by Tennis, a song that I do not own the rights to, covered by your friendly gayborhood host. Two years ago, I lay in my bedroom closet with the microphone of my Apple earbuds held close to my lips, but not close enough for my beard to scratch it. My neck craned uncomfortably against an unused corkboard. I did three different hour-long recordings until I felt I had said what I needed to say, which was, I'm queer, I'm Southern, I'm visible, and I want to platform other queer Southerners so they can tell their stories too. But we'll keep it fun. I'm not the same person I was in that cramped little closet. In three seasons, I've gone from a closet in a house in the middle of nowhere To a lovely bedroom in a third floor apartment in my state's largest city. I've gone from morbidly obese, to skinny, to, uh, pretty overweight again. I started this podcast as a self-identified witch, deep into spiritual culture and magic. Now by season four, I don't really know what I believe anymore. I've been through the highest highs and the lowest lows, plagued by unrealistic expectations and self-doubt. But y'all... I'm back. Hello, it's me, your friendly Gaborhood host, Jacob, and welcome back to Out in the Woods, Season 4, Episode 1. Um, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Here we are, back at it again. I didn't know, seven months ago, that it would take me seven months to produce another episode, but here we are. And y'all, like the deadbeat podcast daddy that I am, I'm gonna explain... Everything, uh, but first of all, I'd like to say thanks for everybody's love and support over these past seven months. Um, you know, different people ask me when are you coming back, when are you gonna do this, and honestly, y'all, I really didn't know if I was gonna do it again. Um, not because I don't love y'all and I don't love this work, but because I just felt so burnt out. Uh, not only with out in the woods, but with life in general. As I'm sure you remember in my last episode of Season 3, uh, LGBTQI Update, you know, I told you, don't worry about your friendly neighborhood host, y'all. I'm fine. I'm fine. Y'all, I, I really I really wasn't fine, to be quite honest. And And I think that at the time I believed that I was fine, but I could hear in my voice. I could hear the exhaustion. And thinking back on that time... Yeah, I wasn't fine. I was... um, I had recently ended a relationship. It wasn't a long relationship, and honestly, I was happier that it ended, but that still takes an emotional toil. I had just picked up a second job on top of the first job that I was completely burnt out on, bitter about, um, really and truly just felt um, disgusted by, and... You know that's that's the life of capitalism though, and we can get into that later. But um, I'm much better now. I'm much better now, and I I will say, you know, just like at the uh, in the middle of last episode, you know, I talked about prioritizing your own mental health and your own free time, and that's kind of what I did. Now, of course, um, as some of you may know I did end up producing grinder tales with uh, with my friend Justin at the time we got 10 episodes in and you know the, the main reason that I that I was able to produce that podcast not this one was because of the availability of a co-host that was right there right down the street I could call at any point and make it happen and make it work and work it did so, I, I'm sorry. Mindbook didn't pan out. Um, I still want to do Enter the Mindbook 3 because I really, I really love it. I'm really impressed by it. And uh, I really think that once I can get all of these fantastic actors that I've selected together to make this recording happen, that I think you all will thoroughly enjoy it as well. Um, I, I did almost finished that pilot for that audio drama about uh basically the abortion clinic antichrist um and i should have finished it and started producing it sooner because well as we all know now roe v wade got overturned and you know that was um kind of unexpected but also expected remember remember y'all our rights i mean such a thin barrier Such a thin, thin barrier between us and our rights. And remember remember that day whenever anybody tells you that you're being dramatic about potential public officials being elected because so many people said, oh, no, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Well, they did it. Anyway, tangent over. Um, Yeah, we're back for season four. To keep you guys updated on what's happened in the past seven months, as I mentioned, I was on the Capital City Pride Committee, and I actually just finished uh, Pride yesterday. Uh, we we had a great, incredible weekend. I could not be happier with how everything turned out. So much love, so much visibility, so much equity, inclusion um Accountability uh, uh advocacy, all of those really beautiful buzzwords that are normally buzzwords this time it's not like an advertising thing. this time it's actually like something real and that is something beyond my wildest dreams, especially getting to MC that final day introduce fucking silky nutmeg ganache to the stage, introduce Big Frida to the stage, take a very begrudging selfie with Big Frida. <laughs> signing the AIDS memorial quilts, you know, reading out my great aunt that I never met who died of AIDS, reading out her name um, for the public to hear, seeing a huge crowd of people just all coming together for one love, one support, one mission. You know, it it was something. It really was. And Suffice it to say, I mean, I had a great team with me, or rather, let me rephrase that. I was a part of a great team. I was just another moving part in the larger machine that was the Capital City Pride Committee. And despite the fact that there was a lot, a lot, a lot of controversy there for the, uh, the span of two weeks that was squashed immediately, um, I think that we made something happen a second year in a row. I was not part of it that first year but i was in attendance and i can say that if if this trend continues then we are going to definitely be in the history books for the amount of change and the amount of advocacy that we're bringing to the state of mississippi and also let me not let me not forget to say that like getting to share a microphone with robin johnston McGeehee uh from the episode in season three break the hate um, the incredible uh, LGBT rights advocate, uh, protester extraordinaire, who chained herself to the White House demanding marriage equality, adoption equity, all of that for LGBT people, and was arrested. I mean, she's just absolutely electric. She could she could get anybody to do anything. If someone says, you know, well, would you jump off a bridge? if your friends did it, you can say, well, Robin is one of my friends and she got on a megaphone and she made jumping off this bridge sound like the right thing to do for my rights and my equity. So yes, I'm going to jump off this bridge right the fuck now. (laughs) So that was, that was really incredible. Now, to talk a little bit about Grindr Tales, because I feel like a lot of people are wondering, especially some of my frequent listeners here have also ventured over to Grindr Tales to figure it out. Let me tell you, Grindr Tales blew the fuck up. Grindr Tales, in only 10 episodes, um, got bigger and bigger than Out in the Woods has done in four seasons. And I think part of that is because you know, I don't necessarily think, I mean, I think it plays right into what I believe about the Southern queer experience, which is um, people, minorities in general in the South, not just queer people, are the most overlooked and underserved because of our geopolitical location in the United States. Um, So a lot of people see a red state, all they think about is the white, male and female, because we got Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, lauren bobert up there too um all they think about is these crazy uh fundamentalist conservative right-wing politicians that are ruling over these states and want to change the landscape of the united states forever and you know that is true that's absolutely what they want to do um, a lot of people are completely overlooking the minorities in these states so when you have something like out in the woods that is specifically about those minorities I don't think people immediately are interested to hop on that and figure out what that's all about. Um, but let me be a, a little bit of a, uh, of a Twitter warrior right here and say shame on a lot of these people because, <clears throat> once again, have the highest population, for instance, in Mississippi per capita, you have the highest population of African Americans um, in Mississippi. So, whenever you just disregard places like Mississippi, you're also disregarding um, whole swaths of people that desperately need your help. Um, so, there's that. Jot that down. But nonetheless, um, I also think that Grindr Tales was more popular because, well, everybody wants to know the sexy tea. Everybody wants to hear something dirty, something slinky, something slutty. And uh, Tales kind of delivered that, I think. I think people like like dirtiness, and that's fine. Because you know what? I like dirtiness, too. Which reminds me, this season I really, 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 really want to have another Out in the Woods After Dark episode because I've denied you thirsty bitches for two whole seasons. Um, I will not deny you again. I promise. I promise. Um, But anyway you know i think people like like a combination of dirty stories and also dating at blunders i think dating at blunders are universally entertaining at least in my opinion um and yeah that's that's where grinder tales is at now i am focusing on out in the woods right now because i'm still figuring out how to navigate grinder tales mainly because when i started grinder tales i did not realize that I was um, starting it with a not-so-friendly neighborhood co-host. I really liked this person when I met them back in December. Um, I saw that they didn't have a lot of friends and that they, you know, could probably use some guidance and some love and, you know, some friendship And, um, as time went on, I kind of realized why they didn't have any of that when I first met them. Um, definitely a narcissist, definitely, um, incredibly egotistical and mean and pathological. It, it was just, it was just a lot. And when I started Grindr Tales, I really once again wanted it to be, uh, our, our, our space to lambast and uh, thumb our noses at creeps on the internet and on dating apps everywhere. I thought that was universal. I thought that would be fun. And it's okay, it's okay to make fun of people um, for um, stepping outside their bounds and not respecting your boundaries, um, especially when it comes to sexual stuff like that, um, because consent matters. But with him uh it kind of turned into more of a space for him to just make fun of people that he thought were ugly that would just you know send him high on Grinder. and you know what that's a big enough problem in the gay community right now um with superficial um egotistical kinds of of treatment of other people. It's really awful. I'm not here for body shaming. Body shame not, lest ye be body shamed. Um, I believe that all bodies uh, are worthy of love and acceptance and beauty. Um, kink shaming, you know, I, I won't kink shame, but I will kink ask why. Either way, it his his true colors just started leaking through, and I got a lot of people complaining that my co-host, uh, seemed really mean-spirited and awful, and that, you know, because I was kind of there with him, just kind of in the same room, I was complicit, which I can't deny, I kind of was. So, you know, fuck him. I'm ditching him, and I'm gonna take over Grindr Tales, um, and see see what I can do with all of that. It, it just offers more more um, opportunity for guests to come on because the great thing about Grinder Tales is this is universal. Anyone from all around the world can come in and tell a horrific dating app blender. So that's that on that. Once again, you know, I'm living up here in Jackson and uh, my roommate who I love added a third roommate, his boyfriend who I also love. And I really could not ask for a better living situation. Um, it's been it's been really great to have my own safe, comfortable space here, my own refuge from the world. Um, but you know, I've I've been on mental highs and lows. Once again, I said like like last time, you know, I said I was fine, but I really wasn't fine, and. In three seasons, I've I've been at my best and I've been at my worst, and right now I'm feeling really good again. You know, I'm I'm delving a lot into stuff in therapy, um, especially pertaining to my weight right now. That's really revealing a lot of a lot of trauma that I didn't know that I was carrying. But I mean, goddamn, if that's not therapy in a nutshell. Um, so that's really fantastic. I have a really fulfilling job now, one job, one singular job, um, that's really great. I dropped one job and then the other job closed. Um, And I just so happened to be working at this place and they promoted me to a full-time management position. And now uh, if all goes well, I'll probably be taking over as a bar manager. which means I'll get to put my own recipes on the menu, which is really fantastic. I've been having a lot of fun um, playing Potions Master behind the bar. I um, most recently came up with a really fantastic simple syrup that you guys, if you're listening, can make at home. It's good for cocktails, um, especially dessert cocktails. It's also probably really good for coffee. It's a fall spice simple syrup made with brown sugar, cinnamon sticks, cloves, and a bit of nutmeg. Now just remember, a little cloves go a long way, but um, you put some boiling water in that, let let it sit. And you got yourself a delicious, simple syrup that you can add to pretty much anything. Um, I'm using it specifically to make an alcoholic version of a pumpkin spice latte that I call The Basic, and I hope that if any of you stop by Barrel House in the near future, you will be able to try The Basic. Um, so there we go. I know I've been kind of all over the place this episode, but... Um, My therapist said something really, really impactful today that really sat with me that kind of encapsulates everything that has led to me finally deciding to jump back into out in the woods, which is the most vulnerable of all emotions is joy. Because with your joy, you don't know what anybody else's reaction is going to be. You don't know anything. There's the uncertainty, but joy is vulnerable because you can feel it and, you know, it's completely free of judgment because of all of the happiness and and joy associated with it. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, um, stay tuned. I have covered a song by one of my favorite bands tennis they're a husband and wife duo from uh Denver Colorado they're really fantastic a lot of their music and lyrics really resonate with me and specifically this song my better self is is something that kind of harkens back to joy being the most vulnerable emotion because it's All about just making the decision to jump in and do it. If I don't use words, then each sound goes unheard. Um, Meaning comes and goes, and that's okay. You know, I had to decide that whatever meaning I had when I started this three years ago, whatever meaning I had for season two, whatever meaning I had for season three, you know even as somewhat of a public figure, as as a D-list public figure, if we're being honest, or even a Z-list. You know, there were a lot of times where I felt like I had to be consistent and I had to be full of explanations for everything that I did or didn't do for the sake of keeping my podcast going. But at the end of the day, I'm not worried about a numbers game anymore. I'm just worried about my why... For doing this whole thing, which is exactly what I've said before. It's all about giving visibility to queer people down here in the middle of the Bible Belt. Um, and that's enough for me. That is enough to bring me joy. And I feel a lot of joy now um, being vulnerable with you guys and showing you my cover of my better self. So we're about to hop into it. Just know That I'm glad that I'm coming back and I realize that, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how consistent I am or no matter how many episodes I put out, as long as I just keep doing it because I can, then that's really, that's really where I'm going to find my peace. So welcome back. Thanks for staying on this journey with me. Let's start season four off right. And thanks for coming out in the woods and into my closet. Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of out in the woods. If you'd like to keep up to date with the show or see more of what I'm up to when I'm not behind the mic, check out my socials at ONTW podcast on Instagram out in the woods on Facebook, or if you're looking for the opportunity to engage and share your own stuff with the wider LGBT community, you can join the out in the woods, LGBT crossroads and connections, Facebook group. Want to see me be a gamer follow ONTW underscore podcast on Twitch. If you get past the homophobic algorithm, you can find me on YouTube at Out in the Woods Podcast. And last but not least, if you'd like to shoot me an email about being a guest, questions, or just because you love the show, send it to ontwpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to like, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. As always, thanks for coming out in the woods and into my closet.